What's up, crafties? This is part two of Ostrich's Haven spoiler review for this week, and we cover the rest of the standard legal cards spoiled uh, in this episode, and then we'll have another one coming a little bit later in the week, which goes into the Mystical Archive. So that's what you have coming up for you. Enjoy. All right. How about uh, read Valentin for us? Valentin, Dean of the Vein, is one black legendary creature, vampire warlock with menace and lifelink. It is a 1-1 creature. If a non-token creature an opponent controls would die, exile it instead. When you do, you may pay two generic mana. If you do... Create a 1-1 black and green pest creature token with the ability when this creature dies, you gain one life. And there's a flip side, as with all the Deans. The flip side is Lisette, Dean of the Root. This is two green green, so four total mana for a 4-4 legendary creature, Human Druid. Whenever you gain life, you may pay one generic mana. If you do, put a plus one plus one counter on each creature you control, and those creatures gain trample until end of turn what do you think of the dean of the green black house that i'm not calling golgari but totally might remember the name of any second now <laughs> I'm, I'm not good with them either to be honest <laughs> uh witherbloom witherbloom you win witherbloom. You, get, you get points Okay. So, okay, so the first thing's first. I think that the joke here is that you're supposed to make some number of 1-1s with the front side and then eventually pump them and kind of overrun your opponent on the back side. You do all of this extremely slowly, by the way. So let's look at the front side here. To me, the most relevant text on this card, just in the dark, in a constructed context, is if a non token creature an opponent controls would die, exile it instead. That has been very relevant text in the past in a number of matchups. For example, this is kind of a cat hoser. Um, it, it, it hoses both sides of the cat oven combo. So that's something to note. Um, apart from that, I don't know, man. Like, how often are we really paying the two? I guess it's nice to have the option, but I don't know. Like, apart from that one ability, the front side is just not really doing it for me. I mean, are our creatures, are our one ones just going to stay on the battlefield these days? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, 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 like, it dies to one mayhem devil activation because you still true. sacrifice the thing. Yep, the exile doesn't true. prevent that. I, I don't, I, I look at this card and I'm like, it's, got abilities on both sides and it has a lot of text and i i can think of times when all of these lines would be good and then i try to evaluate as it as a package and i'm just like i all i see is that i'm going to cast this creature it's going to die and i didn't get ahead like or it's going to get outstatted you know that that's also a very significant issue for this card it very easily gets outstatted from all over the place i think I, i don't know I have trouble seeing where I would play the card, to be honest. I mean, I'm with you. Yep, it's not. I'm not clamoring to put this in the deck by any means. All right, how about Plarg, Dean of Chaos? I mean, if you're going to be a Dean of Chaos, you may as well have a name like Plarg. Plarg. Plarg, one and a red. 2-2, legendary creature orc, shaman at rare. It has a lot of text. The first line is tap. 
discard a card, draw a card. So it basically has the backside of lesson on it, or learn rather. It has another tap ability, pay four and a red, and tap it. Reveal cards from the top of your library until you reveal a non-legendary, non-land card with mana value three or less. You may cast that card without paying its mana cost. Put all revealed cards not cast this way on the bottom of your library in a random order. So again, non-legendary, non-land card. Let's take a look at the back. The back says Augusta, Dean of Order, two and a white. For a 1-3 legendary creature human cleric. Other tapped creatures you control get plus 1 plus 0. Other untapped creatures you control get plus 0 plus 1. Whenever you attack, untap each creature you control, then tap any number of creatures you control. Well, oh boy, is there a lot going on with this card as well. It's another busy card. Yeah, yeah. So let's start with the first side, CGB. I mean, definitely a lot of options. What are you thinking about here? I still see a two mana, two, two with summoning sickness. And if you untap with it, you might get to do something. And I don't know if any of it is worth it. I, five mana and a tap to do like a Bloodbraid Elf Cascade is definitely a lot. Uh, it, it's very much a nothing else is going on ability to activate Mm -hmm. tapping to discard a card to draw a card why didn't it just say learn yeah like would would that be so bad if you could just Just, like pull all these overpriced lessons into your hand from your sideboard each turn i i feel like that would be a fine card uh, i'm kind of surprised honestly i would be much more stoked if it just had learn instead of this ability right yeah me too just me too you just get it for free one time that'd be pretty sure Yeah. Oh, yeah. If this had an ETB like that, uh, that's an important thing to point out. I don't think yeah. any of these deans have an ETB. Yeah. Um, it's too bad. And that's going to continue, that's consistently going to lower them in our awesomeness meter if we had such a thing. And this one is another one where I, I feel like they're all either A, missing at least a plus one, plus one, or a plus one, plus O buff of stats to be relevant, yeah. or an ETB. Yeah, I I totally agree. This one is just particularly random. Like, it's hard for me to develop a narrative as to how the front side works with the back side. Um, I guess you can, whenever you attack with anything, you can like untap plug with the back side, and then I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, the backside is more interesting. Yeah. The backside is a unique effect that you see very rarely. The statics, you could argue, like the other tap creatures you control get this and untapped creatures get that. That you could argue is like an ETB because it does something right. the turn it comes into play. And then whenever you attack, untap each creature you control, not attacking creatures you control, but each creature you control. Yeah. And then you can choose to tap them again. So anything with a tap ability that is not summoning sick gets to double the amount of tap abilities they use anything with a tap triggered ability uh the first thing to come to mind is magda you can untap it then tap it again to trigger it twice so you can make two treasures off your magda in one attack with this card that came to my mind as well and it's in red which the front side of this is so that's pretty cool it is whenever you attack. So it, you can, like, if you have your Magda sitting there, you can attack with some creature you don't care about, like a dwarf yeah. token. And then you can choose to tap your 
No, you untap each creature you control, then tap a number. So you can untap the creatures that attacked or anything else that happened to be tapped, but then tap your magnet even though it didn't attack to make a treasure. So just to be clear, that untap ability is not a may. It has to happen when yep. you if you attack. And and yep. so that is at least one creature has to actually get in the red zone. Then all of your creatures have to untap, but then you may tap any number of them that you feel like it. So yeah, this this card has a lot of just raw potential. Um, I could definitely see it being a combo enabler. It also kind of effectively gives your whole team vigilance, like your whole team, which is pretty cool. Um, on its own, it's basically a one for the turn that you play. Oh no, it's other. Scratch that. Okay. But it does immediately give the rest of your team a, a toughness buff. So, uh, I mean, this doesn't jump into anything right now, but this this card has a power level, I think, for sure. Yeah, uh, we need to see some cards that play specifically with it, and then maybe you could talk to me about this card, Finding a Home. And it is, like, Cleric is a relevant type, so that's something. Uh, and that's the human cleric on the back, the Dean of Order. So this card has more potential just by being a very unique card, doing an effect that kind of breaks the rules of magic in a way. Yeah, and I think that Anthem on attacking creatures is not to be underestimated in the go-wide shell. So that's just another thing to think about as well. Yeah, overall, it's of all of these DFC, like, deans and stuff so far, this particular backside is the most interesting one to me that I've seen. I agree. I cool. agree. All right, why don't you tackle Torrent Sculptor? So this is a double-sided card, but it's not a Dean. This is Torrent Sculptor, two blue-blue for a 2-2 Merfolk Wizard at rare with Ward 2. And this, what Ward is is whenever this creature becomes the target of a spell or ability, an opponent controls counter it unless that player pays 2. So this is this is the one that's going to get people for their oh. binding the old gods. You know, this is the one where you can choose your target, but there's no takesy backsies, and then it gets countered if you forget about Ward. So that's kind of that's a that's a tilter. But there's a lot. There's more text. Is this the ultimate salt mechanic, CGB? Narset's the ultimate salt. Okay, no, I totally agree with you. This is probably the second saltiest mechanic ever. To fairy time ravelers, the other ultimate salt. <laughs> Same set, by the way. <laughs> um, anyway more text when torrent sculptor enters the battlefield exile an instant or sorcery card from your graveyard put a number of plus one plus one counters on torrent sculptor equal to half that card's mana value round it up then there's another side yay flamethrower sonata is one and a red sorcery discard a card then draw a card when you discard an instant or sorcery card this way, Flamethrower's Sonata deals damage equal to that card's mana value to target creature or planeswalker you don't control. Is this card good, Arjuna? I mean, the first thing I'm wondering is how many awful suggestions your chat has thrown you about what to do with this card. <laughs> <laughs> Am I right? Am uh, a I couple? Right? Yes, everyone, you are right. Everyone wants you to fling your ultimatum and feel clever, right? Uh, yes, they they have yeah. told me that this is like Narset, which, you know, it's the Narset minus two ability is basically... I, I mm. Yeah, I, I liked uh. it better when it was on a Planeswalker myself, but, you know, that's just me. Maybe that's not just me. 
Um, boy, I, you know, honestly, it's hard for me to read this entire card without glazing over a little bit. So on the face of it, presumably, if you have an instant or sorcery, you get at least one plus one plus one counter on it, and then it has ward. So this card doesn't, hopefully it doesn't fail the Bone Crusher test. It also makes Bone Crusher particularly painful to cast, but it's still not that great. I mean, on the face of it, right, it's just a hard to target beta. There's nothing really else going on with it, right? If it were a 5-5, five, five, you'd be happy, right? Oh, yeah. If it were a 4-4, four, four, probably not, because it still just loses to Lovestruck Beast, and mm-hmm. it probably just gets removed like by Heartless Act for 4 mana as a trade. If it were a 5-5, five, five, you might get excited. That means you have to like get a Seagate Restoration into your graveyard on turn you four, go. you know? I, mm-hmm. But I, that's... Nothing about maybe, that is easy. Maybe with all of your learning that you're doing, right? That's that's something to think about. Anything that says stuff in the graveyard, if we're if we're playing learn cards, we have an opportunity to pitch things. You know, they have to like make expensive sorceries outside of the ultimatums, instants, and sorceries that are somehow like I'm happy to put this in the graveyard because there are a few cards using this mechanic, and I look at it right now as like there. I just don't know how the heck I would want to do this well i mean it just doesn't look compelling the, the dfc's you mentioned uh, that's pretty cool right it's fine if you like taking three to play a land sometimes and i i don't like i i i really try to avoid that in my deck building it, it also does suck that like one of the reasons you put lands in your deck is that you want to play lands right so yes we don't often want to pitch our lands maybe in the late game but at that point this card's probably not relevant so yeah um yeah this card also doesn't have any kind of a like soul seer like that target loses indestructible or uh exile it or any of those extra bonuses that make removal spells that are conditional a little more interesting like blitz of the thunder raptor or it it just doesn't have it. it it's just a very generic but very conditional removal spell or a creature of various worth that's probably just gonna die it'll cost the opponent more but it'll probably just die yeah here's the other problem with the flamethrower sonata okay so you're 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 pitching two spells you're paying two mana and two spells leave your hand you damage something and you draw a random card right so supposing that random card you drew is not something that you wanted to draw you've essentially two for one yourself so yes that's that kind of sucks and then if you don't have like another thing to do i mean i guess it cycles right so you can you can cantrip this for two mana this is another card where i'm i'm really just looking for how does this come together yeah like there's got to be other cards that make this work yeah well they are they're hinting at okay so they're already hinting in this set at a red blue deck which plays expensive spells. Yeah. Like they really want you to do that. Honestly, this is not the card that's going to put me into that deck. So we're looking for the card or cards which really are going to make us be like, whoa, it's worth me playing frankly mediocre cards like this in my deck because they synergize with the theme. Eight eight mana gain con- eight mana sorcery gain control of three target non-land permanents. That's like where I'm drawing the line. Like, like that's what I need. How about okay. this? Eight mana sorcery, gain control of three target lands. 
Yeah, that's, I don't want that in a... standard anymore. No, I don't want that to come back. Let's not do that. Let's 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 not do that, Arjuna. Please. Uh, can I interest you in a band card? Okay, let's talk about Kian, Dean of Substance. Two and a green, legendary creature, Elf Druid, two two. Do I have to read this card? Okay. Yeah, yeah, you do. You put on your big boy pants. Okay. Grown up, <laughs> grown up conversation. Let's go. Let's pants. go. Tap to exile the target card of your library. If it's a land card, put it into your hand. Otherwise, put a study counter on that card and it stays exiled. Uh, four and a green colon create a zero zero green and blue fractal creature token. Aha! I knew there'd be more fractals. Put a plus one plus one counter on it for each different mana value among non-land cards you own in exile with study counters on them. What a sentence. You made it to halftime. <laughs> okay. Get back in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Get out there, soldier. I can't do it for you. I need... I- I can't do it for you. You're going to have to win that inch. You're going to have to earn every word. Oh, oh okay. CGB on the backside. We found an owl. Is it the owl? I don't know, but it is a owl. An owl, I suppose. Grammatically correct. We went to school, right? Imbraham, Dean of Theory. Two blue blue. Legendary creature, bird, wizard, 3-3 three, three with flying. And it has an activated ability, X blue blue, and tap. Exile the top X cards of your library and put a study counter on each of them. Then you may put a card you own in exile with a study counter on it into your hand. Oh boy. Um, I'm sorry. I I phased out after like two sentences. Will you please read it again? Can we not? (laughs) No, we don't have to. Can we just move on? It's the same card. move on. It's the same card as most of, as several of the other deans, where it's just understated, slow. When, where, how are we going to do any of this? Who is this card for? I don't, I don't get it. Dean of mediocrity. Yeah. Okay. How how about this next dean then? Chalet, Dean of Radiance, is one and a white for a 1-1 legendary creature bird cleric that has flying and vigilance. You tap it to put a plus one plus one counter on each creature that entered the battlefield under your control this turn. But wait, there's another side. And on the flip side, you have Ambrose, the Dean of Shadow. Two black black legendary creature, human warlock, tap, put a plus one plus one counter on another target creature. Then Ambrose, Dean of Shadow, deals two damage to that creature. Whenever a creature you control with a plus one plus one counter on it dies, draw a card. It's a 4-4. Boom. Skull Clamp is back in standard. Heyo. Heyo. Uh... <laughs> I'm going to get my thoughts out there and let you go off. This is closer. This on the front side has abilities and it taps to add a power toughness level to the battlefield and it's cheap. It's two mana. That's not too bad. And on the back side, it has a potential removal option. You can target your opponent's one toughness creatures and kill them, or you can grow your own creatures. And it has potential card draw, where you can, when a creature with a counter dies, you draw a card. So the pieces are there. 
it's still really conditional. All of it needs like these certain things to be in the right places at the right time and nothing can have summoning sickness. So I still am not hyped about it, but it at least has some potential. It has something. Uh, I think that you summed it up pretty well. One of the nice things about cards like this is so that passive ability of whenever a creature you control the plus one plus one counter on it dies, draw a card, that can make life fairly hard for your opponents. If you're throwing around counters, it can put them in a situation where they really don't want to be trading with your creatures in combat, stuff like that. They don't want to be pointing removal at anything except this. So that that kind of an ability can end up being quite a pain in the rear. It's one of the more compelling lines of text on the card. I agree with you. It's close uh it also just still doesn't feel that close to me. I suppose mono white decks are in the habit of maybe dropping a couple creatures on turn three or something like that, but still, I don't know. I'd probably rather just be playing creatures that are good in that deck. Luminarch Aspirant, anyone? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I'll just take my free plus one plus one counter. Yeah, I mean, every this, turn. this kind of has that, but it takes a turn, you know? Yeah. Like, and it doesn't put a counter on itself. I, I, yeah, I don't know. We could concoct scenarios and decks in which this would be good, but those decks do not currently exist. Let's look at this next lesson we have here. Environmental Sciences. Two mana sorcery lesson colorless. Search a library for a basic land card, reveal it, put it into your hand, then shuffle. You gain two life. That's... Definitely a playable-ish card that I might sometimes want to pull out of my sideboard, for sure. Hit your land drop, Mm -hmm. gain a little life, maybe fix your colors if you're a three-color deck and Mm -hmm. maybe you don't have your red mana for your Winota or something yet. Yeah, Mm -hmm. this card is fine. Mm -hmm. Definitely one of the wishboard options in best of one. Will it make the cut in best of three? Yeah, it it would have to be a very specific deck i suppose you know it's cheap cheaper than the other lessons this this card has a fair amount of thraven inspector to it um yes there were a lot of times when thraven inspector helped you to hit that third land drop and uh yep. granted i haven't seen any one cost learn cards but this could this could easily be something like that if there is a one cost learn card this card is like a, a significant amount yes. better because this doesn't look nearly as compelling on turn three for sure totally but, agree yeah I'm with you. Yeah, compelling card. Okay, that looks like the end of the standard playable spoilers that we have for you today. What do you think? I think I'm with you, CGB. I, it's a little bit troubling that the best, or the card I'm most interested in that I've seen so far, apart from the dual colored lands, of course, which will be interesting, is an uncommon 2 1 for 2. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of text that didn't amount to much. I think Liliana is the other card that I don't think it creates any um, new decks or anything, but its raw power level might fit into some decks that are looking to tap out on turn six and slam a Planeswalker for some card advantage. I don't know how much of that magic gets played. Um, The rant I have in me really quick, like this set really needs to hit, and it's for this reason... None of these color combinations that are featured in these, how, how, I, I don't want to say houses and colleges. I don't want to say guilds, colleges. Yes. The color combinations featured in these colleges don't have like an amazing deck in standard right now. Simic, Very true. 
Boros, Orzov, Izzet, and Golgari. Like, none of those are, like, color plus deck actively in standard. Now, when a set is focused specifically on a combination of colors like this, like, remember when Guilds of Ravnica hit standard? It hit it on the back of, like, Ixalan block, which was pretty weak. And every deck pretty much had to play, like, Ravnica guilds because that's where the shocklands were and that's where the powerful cards were printed the problem is that most of these cards will not work in existing decks because they're printed in specific color combinations that aren't working in existing decks right now there are heavy incentives to be monocolored if you're aggro you get faceless haven cards nuts you also get other snow cards that may or may not be great there are heavy incentives to be three-color. We have triomes, right? There are heavy incentives to play adventure cards. There need to be some pretty powerful cards to get people to play these colors. And I don't see it yet, so I'm scared. I, I am a little scared that Strixhaven, lacking like that kind of oomph in these colleges, could be a complete bust. Yeah, I mean, based on what I've seen so far, I'm definitely with you. For standard, to be really clear. Yeah. Because of just the way the format is lined up right now. There are so many incentives to not play these colors that nobody's playing them. These color combinations. So we need good incentives. And I, it's not here yet. And last time, yes, uh, with the last set, they absolutely slow rolled it. The first week was a bunch of eye rolls, and then the second week was bangers. And going into week two, Arjuna, I need the, I need the bangers. Yeah, need to see the bangers. Well, they gave us a cheap card. They did. <laughs> that happened. Uh, spoiler alert, the next segment that we're going to talk about is basically an exercise in why cheap cards are good. <laughs> True. Yeah, but that was kind of one of the complaints that you, me, Crokies, and anyone else paying attention to was, you know, complaining about these the Kaldheim spoilers, was that we were just looking for the good cheap cards. So that's that's one thing that we're missing. I feel like if we just took every card in this set and shaved like one to two mana off of it, I'd kind of be excited to take a fresh look at it. Yeah, I, I feel like we got the commander previews in week one. All right, y'all, that's going to wrap it up for this session. Again, look out for our next one released later in the week, which goes into the Mystical Archive. And of course, we will continue along with these spoilers both in the Strixhaven Standard portion and the Mystical Archive next week. So lots to look forward to. In the meantime, have a wonderful weekend. We'll catch you later.